Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Bala Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church, and I am so excited to record this podcast today. And I think maybe one of the reasons why is it is just absolutely a beautiful morning. I'm actually in the sanctuary right now. I kind of wish that I was outside <laughs> recording because I would love to be outdoors in this moment. I mean, the sun is just incredible. The day looks great. The weather is, is just at that right temperature, so it's not too hot. It's not too cold. There's a, there's a gentle breeze that's blowing Oh man, I would I would just love to be out. So for those of you that are outside listening to this right now, and you are in that incredible environment that I am so jealous of, and I'll say that I am so jealous of, <laughs> man, more power to you. Again, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us for our podcast here. No matter how you found it, if you found us on our website, then I just want to encourage you, if you go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get podcasts, you can actually find us there. So I would encourage you to subscribe. But if you're someone that's listening for the first time on our website, or if you're someone who subscribes regularly, again, thank you. And I know that you guys hear me say thank you all the time. But as I said before, I'm just so appreciative of the opportunity to be a part of your life's journey. And really, that's what this podcast is about, is how can we walk through and navigate the journey of life together? And so, yes, I will share encouragements. I will share thoughts. Uh, There may be times where I will even open, open up the door and share my own struggles, my own wrestles, because one of the things that is really important to me is I, I don't want to be that guy. You, you know that guy. And the, that guy that I'm talking about is the guy that either preaches a sermon or maybe does a podcast like this. But, but that guy is the one that interacts with others. And if you look at that guy, you think that guy has it all figured out. But then when you begin to dig, you realize, uh, no. <laughs> so I really don't. I don't want to be that guy. And sometimes what happens is when you are connected and you're listening to that guy, that guy can make you feel ashamed of your own struggles and where you're at because there's a part of you that may feel like, I should be further along in my journey than this. But it's just that. It's a journey. What is it? Life is a marathon and not a sprint. And so sometimes along that marathon... Now, I'm just speaking from what I've heard. I have not run a marathon. I haven't even watched people run a marathon. I might watch like the beginning, the pop, when the the gun goes off and people take off running. And I might watch the end. But no, I have not watched a marathon. But according to some of the things that I've heard is in every marathon, you have that point where you, you have to run through pain. 
Like you have to continue to, to persevere through it, run through challenges. You have to you have to run through that part of your brain that says, you know what, um, you've been running for a while. There, there's a Starbucks right there. Why don't we stop and grab a macchiato, <laughs> you know, or frappuccino or, or something like that? But there's that part of your brain that, this, that, that wants to, to, and so you have to run through that. You have to run through the pain of your body. You have to run through the pain of your brain. There, there's that element of it. And then there's also the other challenges. Are there hills? Are there, you know, is, is it raining? Like, what are some of the other challenges that you experience as you go through this marathon? And, and life is that way, too. That there are going to be moments where, as you're running, you feel great. You look great, but then there's also those moments where it's hard and you have to run through pain and, and challenges and hardship. And that's what brings us to this series that we're doing right now called Where's the Love? And, and here's really what we're looking at in Where's the Love is we're looking at the difficult parts of loving someone. So we talked about dealing with people who are difficult. We've talked about sometimes the difficulty that we can experience in marriage and that persevere through that. Uh, we've talked about just being able to love people when you're angry. How do you process anger? And then there's the other side of that. Because the idea for this series is it's based off of the 2003 song that was released by the Black Eyed Peas asking that simple question, where's the love? And the idea behind it is, is that I look uh, out around me, and as I look out around me, I, I see people who are wrestling, who are struggling, people who are hurting, but yet I don't see love connected and love reaching out. So it just kind of kept that thing going, where's the love? People got me, got me questioning, where's the love? And, and no doubt when you look in America today, that may be still a question that we're asking. Where's the love? Where is the love? So what we wanted to do is we wanted to look at the flip side of love. See, on the, on the, the front side of love, it sounds really good. It, it sounds really, it, it sounds great, right? That this aspect of kumbaya and we all hold hands and keep one another company, <laughs> you know? And everyone is smiling and everyone is happy and everyone is great. Well, that's one side of love, but there's also the other side of love when things are hard, maybe borderline impossible, when we're angry, when we want to quit or give up, the parts of love that are difficult to persevere through. And really, that's what this series is about. How do we make it through the hardships of love when they manifest themselves? How do we do that? How? So this week, we looked at betrayal. How do I love someone when I've been betrayed? Or maybe, how do I love again when I have been betrayed? Because betrayal can be, betrayal can be one of those things that can mark the direction of the rest of your life. It can be one of those things that will affect how much you will trust, I mean, come on. Just think about relationships. Just think about it. 
there's a reason why we have statements like all men are dogs and women are witches. And the reason why those kind of comments come out is because of the relational pain that we have experienced. And, and when you have been hurt by that guy, then it's easy to just lump all men into that category of dogness. I don't even know if dogness is a word, but you understand what I'm getting at. Or, or when you've been hurt by that woman, it's easy to lump all women into that category of witches. And although you want that relational connection, although you want to be loved and to love back, there's still that part of you because of your betrayal that is kind of holding back. Because there's that part of you that is afraid that if I fully love again, if I fully trust again, if I fully give of myself again, then there is that fear that it'll happen again, that I'll be betrayed again. And that fear is even more compounded when that fear is connected with experience, that you've been betrayed once, and so you take the risk to trust again and you are betrayed again. Now realize that there are more types of betrayal than just relational betrayal, right? There's a betrayal of, of someone that you trusted as a friend that you really poured your life into, someone that you thought was your ride or die buddy. And then all of a sudden they make a decision or they say something or they do something that blindsides you, that you never saw coming. Maybe they make, they jump to a conclusion about you that is based upon one experience. And it really isn't based on reality. It's just that one experience they've had with you. But over the course of your friendship, you completely show something differently. But now all of a sudden, you have this one instance, and now they've lumped you in, and now they write you off as a friend. And you're like, wait a minute, how long have you known me? How long have you been a part of my life? Really? And that kind of betrayal hurts when someone has been a friend. What about your job? You pour yourself in, you're there early, you work late, Maybe you've missed some of your kids' games and plays. Maybe you've been late home to dinner with your spouse. You fully pour yourself into this job. And then all of a sudden, the boss says, I'm sorry, I'm promoting someone else who hasn't been there, hasn't been as committed, hasn't been as dedicated, is not as clearly trained, does not have the abilities, and you look at why would you choose them over me? And in that way, maybe you feel betrayed, like you've poured yourself into this company. And in turn, it rejected you. Man, that's another form of betrayal that we can deal with. So I think we can go through the list of the different ways that we can be betrayed by others and how difficult that can be. But the question is, what will we 
do with that betrayal? What will we do with that betrayal? Like, how will we do things differently as a result of learning how to be able to overcome? How can we make sure that this betrayal doesn't become a point in my life by which all other relationships, opportunities are gauged? Now, we can learn from that betrayal, yes, but to put ourselves in a position where we no longer risk friendship, full friendship, where we no longer risk fully loving, where we no longer risk the full engagement that can happen because there's a part of us that is now dictated by the fear of betrayal. And, and the problem is, if we go that route, then we never have the opportunity to fully experience what we could have experienced if we were able to overcome. So this week, we talked about it. We talked about betrayal last Sunday. If you've missed a virtual service or if you missed the live service, uh, you can go back, you can watch the replay of the message where we talked about betrayal and just how it is a challenge. And we actually looked at an example of someone who was betrayed and then we looked at how to get over it. And, and what I wanted to do today is I just wanted to dig a little bit more deeply and a little bit more practically and how to get over betrayal, how to get over it. In preparing for today, I, I just went to multiple sources just to kind of get ideas about what are some of the things that people say in, in overcoming betrayal. And what I began to do is I began to see that there were some commonalities and some of the lists that I found. So what I want to do today is just kind of walk through some of the most common ideas that I saw in the different lists that I had the opportunity to be able to look at. The first step to overcoming betrayal is to take away its power. It's to take away its power. And, and so there are a couple ways that you can do that. One way that you can take away its power, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it talks about this idea of taking every thought captive. And so literally what it means is it's, it's the idea is like a hostile takeover or like it, the idea is when you are invading a land and you take enemies, like you take POWs. So what you want to do is you want to identify those thoughts that are contradictory to your faith, to your walk, to your life. And odds are, if you have been betrayed, those thoughts will filter and work its way into your mind. And the dangerous thing is that those thoughts can begin to formulate a lie. And the problem with once a lie has been formulated is now that lie can feel like truth. And now because we bought into the lie and it feels like truth, then it begins to lead and dictate our lives like truth. And the thing is with truth is that it now can be something that dictates every action, every thought, every relationship, every moment. 
every risk moving forward. It will dictate that. So what you have to do is you have to begin to figure out what are those thoughts that are in my brain as a result of being betrayed that I have to take captive, that I have to say, you know what? No, this is not truth. And then what I do is I begin to remind myself. Again, one of those lies can be like the generalizations. All men are dogs. The truth is not all men are dogs. There's some things that maybe men need to work through, but there's some good guys that are out there. All women are witches. That is not true. Now, there may be some things that they need to work through, but there's some pretty incredible people that are out there. It just may take work to find them, but they're out there. They're out there. But we have to persevere. We have to begin to look at those thoughts that filter your mind and work its way in to where it begins to dictate the power and direction of your life. Now, once we've identified those thoughts, then that brings us to the second step is to throw those thoughts away. It's to throw those thoughts away. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. Like literally, is to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and write down those thoughts. Write down, like, I can never trust again because it's only a matter of time before a, wa a woman or a man will betray me. I, I can never fully give myself to my job again because of that fear that if I pour myself in, I will be ignored, I will be minimized, or I will not be promoted. Just, just write down whatever those thoughts are that hinder you from being able to give the fullness of you to whatever it is. Write those thoughts down. And then if you have a fireplace, light it up. Then with each thought, pray. God, here is what I feel. And it feels like truth to me. But I know that it isn't. So God, what I will do is in this moment, I'm going to take this lie that I've been believing and I'm going to throw it into the fire representing the fact that I am choosing to be free of this thought. Now here's what's going to happen is just because you threw the paper in the fire, the thought is still going to be a battle to work through. So that's why I want to encourage you to do something else is to write down the real truth so that when that thought kicks in, you pull that real truth out and you look at it and you read it. Put it somewhere that you will see it on a regular basis where you have easy access to it. And then you write down that real truth and then you read it every time that thought comes in because eventually what has to happen is in order for the lie that feels like truth to be overcome by real truth is there has to be a hostile takeover. And that hostile talk takeover can only happen through constant exposure to the truth. So that's the, the first step. The next step that I saw that was really common is to forgive. It's to forgive. You know, Jesus' famous prayer, right? Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And, and this is a constant theme in scripture for us to practice forgiveness. It is a constant theme in scripture. And I think one of the reasons why sometimes we can struggle with it is because we feel like if I forgive, then it lets them off the hook. Because here's the thing that we don't realize. Forgiveness is not for the benefit of the person that we're trying to forgive. It's not letting them off the hook. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness sets you free. Forgiveness heals your soul. Forgiveness empowers you with the ability to be able to trust once again. But here's the thing. You will never fully trust someone as long as you don't forgive someone else. Let, let me say that again. You will never fully trust someone as long as you don't forgive someone else. So you can't, you can't trust someone in your future when you haven't forgiven someone from your past. So it takes time. And, and forgiveness, what, what it does is it begins to heal your damaged soul so that you can be at a point where you can start to fully trust once again. So it's vital that you learn how to forgive. It's vital. I, I saw this illustration and I thought this was great. Imagine that you're on a dock and you are about to go sail. And you look at the lake and it's glassy and it's beautiful. And, and there's a sunrise that is coming just over the horizon. And you, you see this, it's starting to, to peek through the, through the trees. And, and maybe you look a little bit over and you see some snow-capped mountains. And, and you look at the lake and it is this crystal clear blue and it is rich and it is dynamic. And you want to go out and you want to experience the peacefulness of this sail. You want to experience the peacefulness of this moment. So you get in your boat. But when you try to pull away from the dock, there's something holding you back. And what is it? The boat is still tied down to the moorings. And you cannot be free until you untie the boat. You cannot sail until you untie the boat. See, and, and that's the thing that forgiveness does. As long as you refuse to forgive, you will never experience the beauty of the sail. And so what you want to do is you want to begin to untie the boat so that you can experience the freedom and the beauty of the sail. So you can experience that. That's what forgiveness does. As long as you refuse to give, you are moored to your pain, you are moored to your betrayer, you are moored to the frustration, you are moored to the anger, you are moored to the hate. As long as you refuse to forgive, your boat will never sail, and you will never experience the freedom 
that God intends for you to enjoy. So that's why it's so important that you make the commitment to forgive. It's vital. It really is vital. The other step that I saw that I thought was really great was that came up over and over again is to find people that you trust. Find people that you trust. Find people that you can walk through life with. Find people that you can share your pain with. Now, make sure that it's the right people because some people with good hearts give horrible advice. (laughs) Right? Some people with really great hearts give horrible advice and they say the absolute worst things to you. And, and sometimes, and I've seen it where sometimes people will dismiss your feelings. Well, just get over it. Well, just get over it. If I could just get over it, I would be over it. <laughs> right? So you, you want to make sure that when you surround yourself with people, that you don't want to, you don't want to surround yourself with people who are just going to give you cliches. Well, just pray your way through it. God has a plan. How many other cliches have we heard? Where there have been times where people have given me those cliches. And you know what I want to do? Is I want to make a cliche sandwich. <laughs> and then shove it down their throat. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit dark. You're like, Ken, you're a pastor. I, I know, I know. I, I probably should feel a little bit differently. But sometimes, and let's be honest, don't those cliches work your absolute last nerve? Because it seems like what they say makes it, you just think it's so easy. So easy. And if I could just get over it, I would. But but you're telling me to get over something that is potentially a life-altering, life-defining moment. You don't just get over that. You don't. So you want to make sure that you surround yourself with people. Maybe even someone has been betrayed, but not bitter. You said it again, but not bitter. But someone who's worked through betrayal and is now on the other side of it, and they're a healthy person. If you can find that person, that's great. But you want to find someone who will walk through the journey with you. You want to find someone that will give you the freedom to vent and be angry because it's what you feel. You need to process it. You need to get it out. So you need someone that will allow you the opportunity to be able to do that, who will walk through the anger with you and just allow you to be angry. You want to sit down with someone who will just be there Like, they don't have to say anything. Those are your best friends. The ones who can sit in a room and be comfortable, even with silence. Because I I think sometimes when it comes to silence, we get uncomfortable and we feel like we have to say something. And usually the something that we say is just usually dumb. But what if you could have that person who will just sit down with you in your pain and not say a word, but just be there. 
Now, they may feel like when they leave, like they may feel like they walk away and like, man, I did nothing to help him or I did nothing to help her. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, man, that was so great. I'm so glad that they were there for me. So glad that they were there. So you want to have yourself surrounded by those people who do not feel obligated to have to say something to, quote, unquote, help you. So again, people who will let you vent, people who are comfortable in the silence, but also people who you trust that will, at the right moment, challenge your thought process and do it in a loving way. Because sometimes when we're betrayed, those thoughts that come with betrayal can be very unhealthy. So you need someone who can be compassionate, be merciful, be graceful, and know those moments to know when to be silent and know when then to contradict that thought. And, and here's the secret. If you are in the middle of expressing your pain, that's not the time to do it. You need to be able to get your pain out. Then maybe the next day after you calm down is to have a friend that could say, can we talk about what some of the things that you felt yesterday? Because now you're at a point where you're ready to receive it. And then you say, yeah, you know, I would love to sit down and talk about it. And then they walk you through the process of, here are some of your thoughts that may be unhealthy that you need to work through. And they identify that for you. Because the truth is, when you're in the middle of your pain, you can't see the, those unhealthy, painful thoughts yourself. So you need someone that is surrounded by you or surrounded around you to help you to be able to see the things that you can't see, the thoughts that you can't see, those things that you are unaware of. You need those kind of people in your life. But they also need to be people who are aware of healthy timing to be able to know when I should say something and when I should let it go. <laughs> I, I know I was going to start to sing the Frozen song. <laughs> I, I just couldn't, I don't know, I, it took me to that place where I just couldn't think of a better phrase. I tried to think about it real quickly, like what can I say other than let it go? Let it, let it go, let it go. <laughs> it's stuck in my head now and I am so sorry that I took you to that place. But someone who's able to do that. And then the next step that I saw that I thought was really healthy was this. Take a leap of faith. Is take those steps in the future that will go against every emotion that betrayal screams into your brain to say, don't do it, don't risk it, don't. Take the step of faith anyway. Is it possible that you may be betrayed again? I'll be honest with you, the answer to that is yes. It is possible. But what if you aren't? What if, in taking that leap of faith, that you begin to find this job that is incredible? You find the job where the boss is supportive and encouraging. The boss values your opinion and your thoughts. The boss recognizes your gifts and talents. And all of a sudden, 
the promotion may happen and moving forward may happen and growth may happen in you. You, you, you meet that man or you meet that woman. And in the words of Jerry Maguire, you complete me. <laughs> but you find that person. You take that leap of faith. Yes, it's a risk. Yes, you could be betrayed again and hurt again. But if you don't risk the hurt, you'll never experience the growth. If you don't risk the pain, you will never experience the love. And there is never an opportunity that is completely free of risk at the next step. Never. So don't allow betrayal to become that which holds you back from being the person who God created and called you to be. This is why God encourages us to forgive over and over again. This is why God encourages us to surround ourselves with people. This is why God encourages us to spend time with him. All of these elements, and I want to encourage you to start building those things into your life now. If you have not been betrayed, I will encourage you to start building those things into your life now so that if you do go through it, you already have a system in place of support, of health, so that when you go through those challenges, you can just step into your system. But if you have been betrayed and you don't have that, start to build it. Start to build it. Start to surround yourself with people. Start to spend time with God. And I also want to encourage you, when you're with God, be real with him. You know, one of the passages I read this week where David was talking about a betrayal that happened to him. When David said this, he wrote a song to God. And in that song, he said, slap the face of my enemy and shattered their teeth. <laughs> that, that really is, that's what he said. That's, I, that is actually in the Bible. You may be saying, well, does it say to forgive? Yes, forgive your enemy. Yes, it does say that. But also, we are encouraged, be real about what you feel. And be real with God in your prayer. God, I am so angry. I, God, let me tell you, I am so angry that I want to go pour gas fuel in his car, char you know, lighter fluid in his car, and set the inside of his car aflame. God, that's how angry I am. Like, be real with him. Now, don't go do that. <laughs> but be real about what it is that you feel. God already knows it. You're not going to surprise him. And it really could be a step to your healing. Really could be a step to your healing. So I really hope that this has been an encouragement to you. If you're someone who struggled with being betrayed and that this would be a direction that will move you towards healing and growth and renewal in your life. And if you need prayer, just reach out. I will be more than happy to pray for you. EncounterSouthBay at gmail.com. Email me. I'll be more than happy to pray for you. If you want to call and talk about it, 310-323-2115. You can do it that way. Connect with us with, on Facebook, facebook.com backslash EncounterSouthBay. Send me a message that way. You can send us a message. I'm usually the only one that really reads it. 
Um, so I would love to be able to pray for you and whatever it is that you're going through because you really can't go through this alone. You can't go through this alone. So again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I really do hope that this helps you on the journey of recovery from betrayal and finding renewal in your life. I pray that God uses to set you free and gives you a chance to be able to grow in him. That's my prayer. So just wanted to remind you that at Encounter, we are launching our indoor services once again. That is going to be on June the 27th. And also want to invite you, if you want to come and enjoy an outdoor service, up until then, come on out. Worship God in the beautiful California sunshine. We would love to have you come on out for that as well. And again, just a quick reminder that Encounter is about three things. Love up, let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out, let's love others. And again, overcoming betrayal gives you the ability to fully be able to love others. And then love in. Be the best you that you can be. And that's what forgiveness of betrayal and going through this process will help you be able to do. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.